podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for the post-match pint in association with Purity Ale. If you use the code hashtag VillaView, you will get 10% off everything they have to offer. I'm your host, Dan Bardell, joined by the boys, Chris Dolan and Omar, to discuss Crystal Palace 3, Aston Villa 1. Villa off to a bright start, but then the game completely got away from us, bullied, out past, out for not good at all, really, another poor away day for the Villa faithful. Dolan, I'll come to you first. How are you? Good. Are we live? Yeah. Have we gone live? I assume so. I mean, did you, who did you think I was talking to? Just practicing? Um, well, it's just it isn't on, it isn't on YouTube yet. Oh, okay. It's on Facebook. Maybe we're not live. It's on Facebook. It's on Facebook. live somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> we're live somewhere. We're live somewhere. Uh, yeah, I don't think we are actually live on YouTube, but we'll continue anyway until our producer tells us not to. Omar, are you okay? I'm good, mate, yeah. All good, yeah. Just uh, rush back. Just been playing. Oh, well, I know. So yeah, all good, mate. A bit sweaty, I'm afraid, but we'll get, we'll we'll push on, mate. Push on. All That's good. fine. Possibly you may have missed the start if you've been watching us on YouTube. Apologies for that. Blame Adam Bates. So yeah, Villa got off to a good start, Dolan, but then the game completely got away from us. Crystal Palace is a difficult place to go. They're a good outfit, Crystal Palace. I was very impressed for them, but really the same old problems for Villa. I'm just bored. I'm just fed up. Bored. Um, three games in, the whole fan base is flat. Um, everything's so predictable. Oh, just when you think upset. it's just yeah, everyone. Well, I, I don't know. It's just everyone's just kind of like I would say flat. Everyone just feels really flat. Um, and you know, classic Villa. You go one 0 up, and then two minutes later, you know, you concede. And every time under under Gerard, when when we go a goal behind, we just don't ever look like getting back into the game. And and uh, it's just very worrying, mate. You know. Um, Bournemouth was more anger because of you know the preseason and and all the talk from the club and Everton. You know we we did our best to try and lose that game, um, but we just couldn't quite manage um, to throw it away. And then Palace was just like you know same old same old Villa and um, you know same problems rear their ugly heads. You know we can't control the ball, we can't pass the ball. There's no patterns of play. There's no shape. Midfields just getting just getting bypassed. Zaha absolutely bullied our back four, and um, it was it was just really dull and uninspiring, and and uh, just lots of questions, mate. Lots of questions to be asked, and lots of questions should be asked at the club because um, it's just not good enough, mate. Omar, you were there in the away end. How was it? How was the atmosphere in the away end? What was the frustration like? It was really good to begin with. Uh... And I think the away fans, like I said last time, is a good barometer of what the wider fan base is feeling. But it was really good at the beginning. You know, the first goal went in. It was, uh, you know, it was, it, went, it was crazy in the away end. It was loud. It was loud throughout the match. Even though we were struggling in that first half after we scored, it was, it was pretty good. But, it, you know, the mood quickly turned in the second half um, after we conceded. Uh, and then thereafter, we conceded the third. You know, that, there was a lot of... There was definite, definite booing when that free kick happened. I don't know if you remember the second half where two players ran over and Dougie tried to, was going to play it sort of short and then decided not to and played it to the right and Cash took a shot. And, and just the fans were, it wasn't booing out of, you know, 
what it normally is like it's more booming out frustration like what the hell is going on you know what are we doing i think more fans were just confused with what exactly we were doing in terms of you know, what our tactics were what our strategy was what you know what did we come there to do you know we talked before the match and if you remember about oh you know chris Palace are going to be good on the transition they're going to be dangerous in the break with zaha and Eze, and you know they're going to look to exploit our, our wing backs if we if we can say that we can sit here and say that before the game and, and probably half the fan base can say that before the game i don't really understand why our management team can't see that uh, and it was really frustrating really really and it was really eye-opening for me in terms of you know the the team shape and what and what chris is talking about you know the pattern to play in terms of you know what style of play are we actually trying to play here what are we trying to do what is our tactic you know we we talked last time about gerard coming in initially making us hard to be making us uh, yeah. you know making us a bit more bit more cautious and and, and you know we could see a clear implementation of philosophy in the first few games straight away it's been what nine months now probably longer and i i i, I don't see any difference to what we were doing to dean smith to be honest and, and it is it is really concerning i think we're worse than when gerard first came in in terms of i can just point back to that crystal palace game at Selhurst park when gerard first took over i think it was his second game in charge the distances between players we weren't easy to play through it felt like we were, we were quite cohesive. If you looked at the average positions of the players, it was all tight. It would be what you would expect. Look at the average positions of the players for, for this game at the weekend. And I, I just can't really understand it. And I think one thing that Dolan said at, at the start about being too easy to play through, that's been a criticism of Villa for a long time now. And we've now changed defensive midfield. I think people used to think maybe it was Louise's fault that we were too easy to play for because for a number six, he's quite attacking. But we've brought in a genuine number six now, a French international, and we've still got the same problems. I know it's early days, I'm not, and I'm not slagging him off or criticising him at all, but we're still so easy to play through. And I just look at that team and I watch Villa, and I just think the midfield's a massive problem, Dolan, because there's no passers in there. And if you're not a physical side, you need to be good on the ball. And Villa are not physical, but we're also not very good on the ball. I watch other teams and I just think, they pass the ball with so much more penetration with Villa, so much more zip in, in, in what they do. Villa's passing, it's so slow at times. There's no penetration. And then when things break down, like, like for the, we were 1-0 up, looking pretty good. We were then on the attack again. I think it was the attack where Buendia went down. Arguably could have been a penalty. Probably wasn't. But within five seconds, the ball's in the back of our net because they've just played one simple ball. And Zaha's broke through a whole side and, and has gone through. And you watch those kind of things, Dolan, and you're confused by them. It's just... um. It's, I always find it fascinating when things are so obvious to the supporters, when things are so glaringly obvious in a, within a squad. Um, we've been calling out our midfield for years. We haven't had a, a really good midfield in, in about a decade um, since, you know, Gareth Barry, Petrov, um, you know, going back, to, going back to Ian Taylor, I can't think of a really, really proper solid, um, you know, CDM or, or enforcer that, that we've had and we're just we're just we've got such a soft such a soft spine such a soft center to us and um i think i mean as you said i, th I think we've gone backwards and i saw a quote you know I, i've seen a few quotes in the chat like oh you know relax calm down it's it's only three games but i, I made this very clear um after bournemouth it's not about this season it's it's looking back over the last sort of what 10 months um you know gerard's what Look, he's what won three in the last four, three out of fourteen. Um, 
you know, two points sides above us in the table, one point recovered from losing positions, um, 20 goals conceded um, from a 21.1 goals goal average and two clean sheets in, in, in 14 games. So, you know, just looking at some of the stats from Villa Analytics, and it's it's worrying. It's really, really worrying. Um, and we were the narrative of give me a season, give me a season, and had the preseason and by all accounts I I just don't see where we're going and the next are gonna be very very fields and I just don't know what's going on at the minute. Um you know what you know I made a few comments in the WhatsApp um towards the end of the last season, you know, maybe comparing Gerard to a bit of a, a Tim Sherwood two point zero. But I look at it and I, I Somebody said to me, I was speaking to the, the, the lads from the podcast, at least it was fun under Tim Sherwood. This just doesn't feel fun. It doesn't feel fun. And, you know, I, I, I watch presses and it's all, all very flat. And, and, you know, listen, I'm inside and, um, and we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Like we watched the, uh, I watched the Arsenal documentary. Um, I finished it last week and, the work that the work that was going on internally that you don't see is is fascinating and it's incredible. Um, and you see what Arteta has done and the work he put in and kind of where they're at now. But let's be honest, Arsenal have and had a much better squad than us under Arteta when he first came in. Um, and you you knew they were always going to get out of trouble and and around the sort of top top half of the table. We're just we're 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 miles off it, absolutely miles off it, and. You know, Gerard was he was brought in to compete and bring that winning mentality against the big sides. But Dean Smith's record in that second season, we beat uh, we were unbeaten against Chelsea, um, beat Tottenham, beat um, Arsenal twice, beat Liverpool. I mean, we were comfortably beating the the top four, top five sides. And last season, we were nowhere near it. And going to this season as well, after the first three games, it just looks like an absolute country mile away from where we from where we need to be and yeah like i say mate miles off it yeah well there is an argument that you know everyone's watching that arsenal documentary at the moment so it's, it's easy to look at and say arsenal looked a bit wayward didn't really no one really knew where arsenal were going but they've given it time and they've got off to a great start to the season they're sitting top of the league with nine points but they've got an identity and they look like what they were doing but i would say to that even at times under arteta i think i could see what, what they what they were doing and then they had this they had the recruitment even like yeah. at the time again I questioned it but now I look at it and think okay what they were doing was making sense but pretty much everything with Villa at the moment nothing feels quite right we you know we obviously had it break down trying to get Ishmael Asar from Watford but you're looking at the Villa team thinking we already can't get our attacking players into the same team we're already struggling to do that it's great to have options and especially with the five subs you need it but we're crying out for a central midfielder and a number eight who can put his foot on the ball or maybe some physicality somewhere. We're desperate for a centre-back, but we're trying to bring in Ishmael Asar. It just, everything feels off at the moment, the, the performances and behind the scenes as well. It, it's a really strange time because before the season started, I was excited. I liked what we'd done. I liked the signing of Diego Carlos. I liked the season of uh, the signing of Bubakar Kamara. But now I, I look at it and just think, this is pretty much the same eleven as last season, and we're putting in the same kind of performances that we saw towards the back end of last season. Because when Gerard came in in twenty twenty one, there there was things I saw that I liked and I got, and I thought, yes, this this will improve. This is what we needed. But being completely honest, twenty twenty two Stephen Gerrard, 
I've seen very little that's telling me that we're heading in the right direction so far. It's early days, hmm. I get, but I'm worried. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. And uh, I mean, the football fan in me is more, more than hope out of anything else, probably desperation more than anything else, is thinking, you know, it's three games of the season, you hope something yeah. changes, we've got the players there, Neil Critchley's come in late, uh, maybe there's going to take some time for adjustment. But what I saw and the football person in me can see, and it's plainly obvious to see that there. I just, I just, I have a very little faith, if any faith at all, in, in the current setup. And I look at the Arsenal comparison, and I, I just don't think it's the same because, as you say, they had a strategy, they had a, a, a idea of a plan and what they were going to do, and and they were looking to buy a certain style of a certain a certain player, you know, a certain profile of player. We are buying ready-made players, you know, ever since the Ing signing, which was a big shift in mentality and big shift in the profile of the player that we're signing. You know, Ings, Coutinho, Luca Dean, these types of players are not going to get better. You know, they're, they're, they're at their peak. So it's not like Arsenal where they're buying younger players where they're hoping they improve with the team over time and eventually they adapt and they, you know, they buy into what Arteta's trying to do. These players have been playing different styles for years and are at their peak. They're not going to get any better than they already are. So I, I don't think it's a fair comparison. And I'm concerned with what I saw um, on Saturday and what I've seen so far. I, I just I just don't see how we improve in terms of the tactics. You know, the, the, the two number eights, for example, the midfield, which is a big problem for us. Again, playing on the wrong hand, wrong side, it was a massive issue on Saturday because neither McGinn nor Ramsey were coming for the ball. And when they did come for the ball, they were crowded out straight away. So what was happening was we're playing along the, black, the back line and then our fullbacks are either trying to bomb on or trying to play a ball over the top. Uh, uh, and if they can't get the ball over the top, they play it back to Mings, and then he tries a diagonal. And we were trying that all the time. And, you know, I saw a few comments about, you know, Watkins' hold of play wasn't good enough, but, you know, you could put Emil Heskey on top of Duncan Ferguson on top of Nar Quinn in that game, and, and none of them would have been able to hold that ball up the way that we were playing. And, and it's just no patterns of play. You know, Crystal Palace had Jeffrey Schlupp and Cheat the Quarries as a two-man midfield, and we've got three midfield there. And we should be bossing that game. We should be bossing that midfield. And we, we didn't at all. And it's really concerning because I don't. I, I looked at that team and none of the players knew what they were doing. You know, when, you know, Dolan talked about patterns of play at the beginning. If, if Mings gets the ball or Conza gets the ball or Luka Dean gets the ball or Cash gets the ball, you should see the players moving around in certain positions. You should, you should see what they're rehearsing on the training pitch in terms of, you know, if the ball's in this position, you know, Bundia drops deep, picks the ball off, McGinn goes in behind, Ramsey comes across and covers. Or, or when the ball's in the forward positions and on the transition, you know, Kamara drops off, one fullback stays back, one fullback goes forward. And you saw, you know, when, when, even when we score the goal, uh, you, you can see Zaha and Eze completely free in acres of space. So if, we, if uh, Bailey misses the header, then bang, they're, they're away, straight away. And those types of things are really, really concerning because if we could see an idea, if we could see... You know, there's there's something working towards here, and it's not quite clicking, and the players are not quite there, and not quite buying into it. And you'd be like, fair enough, we'll give them time. But I, I generally I don't see what happens from here. Where do, where do we improve? Uh, and Ismail Assar, I would personally love love to have him, and I'm gutted that we we haven't, and that deal's fallen through. But it looks like at the moment anyway, because I think the way that we played on Saturday probably suits that type of player, because all we were doing was trying to launch it into channels and hoping they run onto it and make something happen out of nothing. And I suppose he's he's a good type of player for that, but. If we are going to get someone like him, then I would say, and we said it before, we've got to start playing 4-2-3-1. I just don't see any other 
formation that works for us. We've got to get. You saw Dougie Louise come on on on, on Saturday. I don't know what he thought of his performance, but straight away, I know Crystal Palace are probably letting us have the ball a little bit more. But he's coming deep. He's picking the ball up. He's playing one twos with Kamara. First time touch around the corner to Cash. You know all these types of things where the ball's moving quickly. We're, we're taking three or four touches on the ball. Every single player is taking three or four touches on the ball. And McGinn has to take three or four touches on the ball because he gets the ball, he's on the wrong-hand side, he has to try and get it back onto his left foot, he turns into trouble, then he has to take someone on to find a bit of space, and then he's trying to launch the ball forward. You know, and Ramsey's doing the same thing. And it's, it's you know, every football team in the Premier League, you see all the other teams, you know, we're, I'm sure we're going to talk about other teams, you know, how well they're doing as well, but every team plays one, two touch. You know, they, they don't keep the ball for more than a few few seconds. And we're keeping the ball for four or five seconds, which is, which is just terrible in, in the Premier League and it just doesn't work. You've got a problem with your audio, Saloma. It's crackling. It went briefly and it, the crackles come back. So you could try and talk right. about that. I'm sure the viewers would, would really appreciate it. Dolan, head in hands, pretty much how I looked all the <laughs> time. There. I think Omar raises a valid point with the 4 2 3 1 because 4 3 3, the way Gerard wants to play with the two off the striker being quite narrow, you expect to have a semblance of control in the middle of the park. And the village don't have that at all. There's no control. We always look second best through the middle. Too easy to play through. Don't make enough happening going forward. Midfield, I think, is is the start of all our problems. Now, if you play 4-2-3-1, I think straight away you're helping out your new signing, Kamara, who's getting used to the league. He's got Louise, for example, next to him, who's adept on the ball, can pass. I think that helps him instantly. It gets you another one of your attacking players in, in into the team with the three playing off, off, off the strike because we don't have to keep having these debates of, of, of who should play out of Bailey, Buendia and Coutinho. You can fit you can fit them all in the team, playing off Watkins. But you would then you'd have more cover defensively, and you'd have more options going forward because we look wrong going both ways for me at the moment. And I'm sat yeah. there watching Leeds on on Sunday. You know Jesse Marsh has taken a lot of sticks since he, since he came to that job. I watched them against Chelsea, and I could see what they wanted to be. I could see their identity. I thought I knew what a Steven Gerrard team wanted to be, and I think it was compact, short, sharp passing, playing with two number tens. But we, we haven't got the midfield to play that way. We, we don't have it, so we need to do something else. But I still, honestly, at the moment, I don't know what type of side we are because we're not a counter-attacking team. We're not a team that keeps the ball well. We're not a team that, that, that dominates and flies forward. Full-backs is the only thing I can identify as being a, an obvious tactic that Aston Villa play with, getting your full-backs coming forward. But that doesn't work. That's not really doing much for us either. So at this point... To watch a manager at Leeds who hasn't been there as long as Gerard, Eddie Howe at Newcastle is another example. I don't like bringing this up, but they have been in the job at the same time. I think we've probably spent more money yeah. than Eddie Howe. I could be wrong with that, but that's just something off the top of my head that I think is true. They started in a worse position than us, Newcastle. I know they've had some investment and this some feel good, but we could have quite easily got some feel good around what was going on with Gerard coming in. There's just a lot of things feel off at the moment from watching other teams and, and, and watching us. And we, that game against Crystal Palace could have been. A lot worse. We were very, very mm. fortunate to go in at half-time yeah. 1-1 in that game. We should have been counting our blessings to be 1-1. Instead of making substitutions at 3-1 down, Douglas Luiz should have been on at half-time because we had yeah, absolutely no control in that yeah. midfield whatsoever. It's too reactive. You, mate, you're bringing him on to try and get a foothold in the game at 3-1 down. He should have been on at half-time because Aston Villa could not look after the ball. Yeah, as you say, I mean, we were, we were, you know, we couldn't believe our luck going in at um, halftime. I was delighted. Because, you know, listen, 
you can talk about big big moments and games and you, you listen to drawers post match and and he you know he was claiming that we were in the game in the second half and and the penalty was the, was a, a few was things a big, happened we did it the bar at one one didn't we yeah but i mean for me palace's goal being ruled off um by var was i th- i thought very very fortunate for us i thought it was extremely extremely tight could have gone either way again the defending was just i mean it was laughable oh. it was absolutely laughable um so we we got away with one there massively um and then the penalty listen i mean i don't know what to say on that one really um it's harsh it's harsh but, but you look cases again kind of see, yeah you look but you, you, you can see why it was given and if i'm if, if i'm a palace fan i'm screaming flat all day long and you know um if 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 it, if it goes for you then then you're going to find ways to to justify it and if it, if it goes against you then of course you're always going to find a way to pose it but just just dreadful man just dreadful i mean i i think i i, I was up you during the game saying you know we're that's still the same the same center back pairing that we had when when we when we came up and we couldn't defend then um we've had one one season where we were where we, we were solid like very very solid um in the second season we're just going back to back to complete calamity complete calamity villa and um and there's just no balance again i i felt dean smith last season didn't know his best team didn't know his best formation the players were on fit coming you know coming into the season he was always kind of playing catch up and uh and then when he went on that on that five game run it was kind of unfortunately it was it was inevitable that that there was going to be a change and i honestly see no difference at all the playing you look at that arsenal game away we were abject last season you look at southampton away game we could see that after after a couple of minutes and you're looking around and you're kind of going, well, who's going to take the game by the scruff of the neck? There's nobody, even even now, there's nobody I can see that's going to that's going to that's going to drag that team back back to to some kind of levels of well, let's let's have a go. And I think everyone's lost. Everyone looks lost, and um, it's just bizarre. It's just bizarre for it to be so bad and so quickly. Um, but some things just never. Villa and and uh, it's like I say, it's just not, it's just not enjoyable, man. It's just not enjoyable at all. It's not enjoyable at all. Um, you know, yes, I can maybe be be seen as being a bit negative, but uh, but 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 give me give me a reason over the last sort of four or five, six, seven years to 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 give me any reason to be confident going into this season because it's the same old nonsense. Um, you know, I honestly believe that 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 the jar was a um call from Perslow. I mean you're looking at at his record for Rangers. I mean I, I mean I could manage Celtic and Rangers. I, I, I honestly could I could go up to Scotland and and give it a right good go. Um so you're looking at, at his record and you know I said before we lost our star man in Grealish we lost that appeal that that the club had and I think I think Persil wanted to bring in a a big name, a big, a big star name, and, and starry lights, and um, at the minute it's backfiring, and and uh, yeah, it's it's not looking, it's not looking good. Yes, it does feel a funny time to be so flat after three games. I mean, thank God we did beat Everton, 
last weekend. Otherwise, I think we, we'd be here alive and flat because, oh my, the next three games don't look great. You know, West Ham are rocking up at Villa Park next week. Zero goals, zero points. So I think already we all know exactly what's going to happen there. <laughs> In 10 minutes of the game, West Ham will be 1 0 up like they were last season. City and Arsenal, I think it is after that. I'm not sure what ordering, but you know, we, we, we could be in big trouble after six games because we've gone to Bournemouth and been abject. Palace was pretty abject in in all honesty. There, there was moments, I think Gerard is a valid point that we, you know, we did it the bar with Bailey. We did play some nice stuff at times in the first half, but then they just bully us. Absolutely. The, the lack of physicality in this Villa team, I just, every team we play against, I think. We, we we look small here compared to them. Every single team, there's only Mings with any size in the in the Aston Villa team. So when I'm talking about passing being a problem, also look at the physical side of things and think that's a disaster as well. How have we how have we not rectified that in in three years in the Premier League? Four, this is our fourth year back in the Premier League. Why have we still not got a physical player in this side? Because when teams are coming at you, someone to want to break the play up a little bit and you know offer some size from set pieces help us out from set pieces Diego Carlos was obviously brought in to to add a little bit of size in there but it's just, just the midfield I keeps harping back to it I just think the midfield is a huge huge problem for Villa and if we don't do anything in this transfer window and we continue to play the same kind of tactics and formation that we're going with I think we are going to struggle yeah, oh, no, I hope it sounds better than in no facing, but it's, um, it's actually worse, which is which is good. Is it actually <laughs> it's worse? worse? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do there. I might oh my god! That question to you, darling. Sorry, Omar. See what I mean about the the physical? Do you, do you know what I mean about the physical aspect? Like, why why have we got no physicality? All the best teams have got some physicality in in their team. Even Man City. I've got Rodri who, who sits there and then obviously the Diaz has got some size, Stones, Laporte, they're all fairly sizable, you know. We don't have anything and as I keep going back to it, if you want to be a passing team, you have to be good on the ball and we are no good on the ball. So if you're not good at passing, you need to have some physicality because you're not going to dominate the game and we don't have that either. Yeah. So yeah, for me, for me, absolutely massive. The midfield for me always wins the game. Like I looked at that team sheet tonight and I saw Henderson, Milner and, and Harvey Elliott as a midfield three. And yeah, that's valid. straight away, straight away, straight away, I'm thinking this is this this just doesn't strike any fear into me if I'm if I'm the opposing player and United were give them credit. They were they were very, very good tonight and, and they exploited. But you know what? They, they earned the right them. to be in the game. Exactly yeah, what they didn't do yeah. against Brentford. They didn't work Villa, I don't think Villa earned yeah. the right at times yeah. to be in that Crystal no. Palace game because we were just no. too easy to bypass. No. You've got to earn the right yeah. to be in a football match. That's why Man U beat but Liverpool. They were on it. I, Liverpool weren't. I am stunned that one of the greatest midfielders of, of his generation cannot get cannot get uh, that midfield clicking. You know, one of the greatest midfielders, one of the greatest passers of the, you know, just one of them. Just a, he was just a he was just a, a phenomenal footballer. He had everything, and I kind of worry if it's like, you know, people say about people, you know, like sometimes great footballers don't make great managers because their expectations are too high. And you look at Roy Keane, and and it didn't quite work for him. And you're sort of thinking, does, is Gerard not able? Is he just not able to? The, the players aren't able to carry out what he wants to do because they're not maybe the, 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 they're not good enough, or or he, he's got he's got ideas and expectations way above the level that 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 that, that we have. And I've I've seen some comments again on the on the chat, like you know, can you try and be positive? You know, can we can we try and get a fan tunnel with 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 with, with people on it that that are positive? But but if if you I can, you, I think it was people don't know that. 
exactly. You know, you, you're down if you do, and you're and you're down if you don't. I think it was Christopher Christopher Gonzalez was like, well, if you can write in the comments, mate, what you think, you know, we can talk about that's that's positive. Then by all means, I'll 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 give it a go. But as you said, Dan, you know, we're the kind of channel that tries to be very subjective, and we hate calling out hate calling out individuals and and and, and hate and we're not kinda, really doing that um, it's a collective thing it's the players not, and the manager and what's behind it's, 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 everything it's, feels it's a little bit off at the moment it's a, it's a collective and you know we haven't i don't think we've really name checked a single a single player f- from that game on saturday because they were all from to a man dreadful absolutely dreadful and you can forgive you can forgive a shit performance at bournemouth you can kind of forgive that but Let's let's be honest, mate. You're not going to play Frank Lampard every week. You're not going to play every week. So I thought we were just average against them as well. Um, but that's that's like two really really shocking performances to kick off the season against teams. Well, you you'd think would be uh, would would be able to to beat. I know, I know there's no easy there's no easy three points in that league, but. There has to be whenever you want to bang on about getting top six, top eight, top ten. I mean, we, you know, we've been lucky because there's been last season. There's obviously three teams that were a bit um, Norwich and he uh, um, also went down. Very forgettable. He was the third club that went down uh, last season. Norwich went down. Burnley went down. And Burnley, Burnley, and Watford. Burnley, Watford, Watford, Watford. Yes. Um, who, who bears twice? But it's, you're looking, you're looking at teams that 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 you know have been pretty average over the last few seasons. And listen, there's there's a long way to go. But Fulham, Fulham just look like look like a different outfit, completely different outfit. Uh, Forest, you know, I think will do well. They've kind of got though that element of uh, Sheffield. United when they come up, you know, I think the City Girls yeah, gonna be rocking um, weekly. Um and Bournemouth, I think I think they will struggle. I think they will struggle, but you look around and and you know, we at the minute we're 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 the kind of that that team that could that, that I, I look at and think, well, you know, you're West Ham next week, you're you're gonna you're gonna be loving coming to Villa Park. You know, absolutely. You know, there's no, there's yeah, no, well, there's, there's nothing to fear. Physical. They are physical. There's side. nothing to fear. Yeah, and they're big and they're physical and they're strong and they're not attractive in the air. But uh, sorry, they're not attractive on the eye. But I tell you what, mate, they'll be they'll be pumping balls into that box and they'll be and they'll be they'll be on us and uh, and you can just see you can just as you said like no wins no goals. It's like well, welcome to Villa Park, lads. You know, help help yourself, help yourself because. That's what we do. We are. Uh, we seem to be, you know, the gift that keeps on giving. And um, yeah, I, I really don't. I really don't know what uh, what to say. Um, and then obviously the whole SAR debacle that broke after the game. You know, people thought was that a was that a PR move from the club because we obviously, you know, we were we we got battered against Palace. And let's let's stick a little. Let's stick a little. Um, you know, let's leak out uh, the new signing. But that. Clearly, something's gone on there that I, I I put my finger on. What was it? The player? Was it the club? Um, it was a bit like Tarkovsky, you know, for a fact that like that was a done deal, pretty much like the SAR deal that was done, and then the club. I think the club put put it out that one. So, um, 
I'd certainly take a, a James Tarkovsky or a Connor Cody now, that's for sure. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on. Um, I, I I look at the summer, I look at the transfers in, and it doesn't inspire me. Um, I look at Coutinho, and somebody made a, a reference to James Rodriguez. You know, could he, could Coutinho kind of go, to, go down that route? And, you know, he's been missing for the last sort of 10, 10 or 12 games. And, um, yeah, nothing's nothing's excited me in preseason, and Kamara looks at, looks a player, but you know he he's 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 looking around them, going, "What what what what's what's going on here? Like, what has gone on here?" He 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 probably can't believe what he's walked into. Um, and then Carlos sort of sums it up. It's just a really unfortunate un- unfortunate injury. So I don't I don't know where we go from here. Um, still got still got some time, but I think I think we'll maybe get more you know two or three more in than we expected um yeah I don't, I don't think we were let's see if we can anyone until until now yeah i mean i know gerard said that he wanted to assess this squad after the palace game so listen i don't know i, I don't know there's there's all sorts of rumors flying around the uh, flying around twitter and you know there's tensions in in the boardroom and tensions between gerard and and johan lang and and um yeah, I mean, like I say, we'll never know what goes on uh, behind behind closed doors. But um, tomorrow's good. tomorrow's going to be going to be very interesting because um, we need. We need I, to I don't that think game. we can risk messing around with the team, and I don't. I don't want us to mess around with the team because I want to win something. I want to go on a cup run again. I want to try. Let's take let's take the cup seriously from day one in the, yeah. in, the in the Carabao yeah. Cup. Let's take it seriously from day we, one. We, we, we at the moment we need aren't good enough to go away yeah. and play a week inside. I don't think. No, no, we're not. We're not. Listen, there'll be the obvious changes. Olsen will come in. Probably Augustine yeah, will probably come in for his first debut, but apart from that, I I want to see I want to see a, a pretty much a full strength team. I think Coutinho needs to play. He needs to try and get some confidence. Um, he needs to he needs mm. to try and find a goal or or an assist. Archer, the perfect game to play Archer in. Um, well, it sounds like he might. But be after that, yeah, I mean, we seem to be well. Are we Watford's feeder club? This season, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what that's three. That'll be three players. Try, to watch try, trying them. to build relations with them so we could get Saar. Oh, that's not gone very well. Well, I mean, honestly, man. Um, so tomorrow's big, man. Tomorrow's a big, big game. And Bolton, yeah, they got. I think, they, I think they were roundly tanked by Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday, but, um, but they've, you know, they've done well. They play some good football. Um, I, I took a bit of an interest in them because when you see big clubs like Bolton going almost out of business and into the abyss, it's it's kind of one of those stories that I just sort of keep an eye on them and um their manager um Ian Ebbett's done a really good job and, and they play some they play some brilliant football. So um it's uh yeah, it could be it could be echoes of the of the, the snowy the snowy defeat. Um when we, we lost there it was the, I think it was the evening half five kickoff. I think it was one nil in the snow. Uh or Every it could be in the book, you know, on the books in the pitch. Yeah, 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 and then or it could be the but then yeah, yeah, the, the last time we we played Bolton, we had uh, goals from Jack Grealish and Tammy Abraham. I mean, God, what, what you would do to have to have those two players in your um, in your starting eleven? So uh, yeah, it's um, it's going to be tough, mate. But I don't know, man. It's we just need to get wins quick, um, and we need to do something quick because it could turn nasty. I've got memories of JJ Okocha absolutely taking the mic mm. out of us in the League Cup in the semi-final. It's yeah. five-two in the first leg. Yeah, really just free like kick. Get yourself, get yourself really into the semi-final. Get pumped five-two yeah. in the first leg. Yeah, yeah. horrible. Oh, yeah. Classic. Oh. Some things never change. Yeah, some things just never change. 
You have to, sometimes you do just have to laugh, otherwise you would cry. But yeah, this has been a not a great show to do, but it, it is what it is. You know, genu- I'm as, I genuinely think I'm as positive as they come as, as a Villa fan. I, I don't think there's many people around who are as positive as me, but those two away performances have left me concerned. And in general, just watching Villa at the moment, I don't really understand what what we are, and that, that's worry. But who do we bring in? I mean, like, who do we bring in? Uh, you know, like, we we need, and clubs will know now that we need that we need to to get to get players, and so they're going to hike the price up straight away. So who, who do you bring in? I mean, Benrack sounds like it's done, but I mean, that's, that's hardly going to get you. He's no better. You know. He's no better than Chambers. Well, he's no, no better than Chambers. So that's a that's a squad filler, but. Who's who's going to come in? Like, we that crying out for a number eight, crying out for a passer or someone who's got a bit of a bit of physicality. I'd, it's never ever going to happen, and I've wanted it all summer, and it won't happen. I mean, maybe if we throw absolute crazy money at him because he is on the bench for Leicester at the moment. But Tillemans, Tillemans, like a world yeah. of difference in that midfield. But you know, yeah. clubs that are in Europe are going to want him if he's available. Someone who's in Europe will come and take him. Arsenal should be all over Tillemans. A few teams. I mean, to be fair, Liverpool should be all over Tillemans after watching yeah. the midfield tonight as yeah. well. Yeah. I'd absolutely dream about signing someone like that, but it's not going to happen. But I do think they need to pull a number eight from somewhere or just play Louise because I don't. I think Louise has got faults. I don't think he's the answer to all our prayers, but I think you'll see a more functional midfield with Douglas Louise playing in it at the moment. I, th- I think you can't keep playing that same, that same midfield because we're losing games. We're getting out battled. We're getting out past. You've got to, you've got to change. You've got to do something. So we'll see what he does tomorrow night, and we'll see what he does on Sunday against West Ham as well. Omar's departed us due to audio issues, but Dolan, thanks for joining me, and thanks to Omar as well, and thanks for tuning in. Obviously, we've done it quite late tonight because of the Manchester United Liverpool game, but yeah, I wanted to watch it, so we did the Villa View later on than we would usually do it. Should we do a post-match point tomorrow? We'll let you know on social media whether we do a post-match point tomorrow or not. Mm. We probably should. So, yeah, get your eyes peeled on our social media for that. Only other thing left to say is buy some purity and use the code hashtag VillaView to get 10% off their lovely Villa Ale. It's always available. You should go and get some. Thanks ever so much for watching. Up the Villa. Podcast Network.